Hello and welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. My name is Victoria and I'm your host on this galactic adventure through all things Star Wars, film and television, toys, theme parks, video games, and more. All right, so it's been a while. Welcome back to Cantina Chatter Podcast, uh, where we're talking the latest in Star Wars television and uh, Disney Plus series news, and uh, maybe some rumors too. We'll see what happens. Uh, as always, uh, on these types of episodes, I'm joined by Jurassic Dave 93. Dave, how's it going? Oh, it's going all right, Victoria. Um, you know, getting through summer here towards the end of it. Got a lot going on in personal life, uh, you know, kids getting back to school, whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's been a while since I think we've recorded one of these. But um, you know, Star Wars news is always exciting news. So yeah. yeah, how are you? How are you doing? Absolutely, I'm doing good. I'm, uh, you know, long days, um, but we're still here. Uh, we're still ready to talk Star Wars, and um, yeah, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Good, good, great. Awesome. So I think last time we talked, uh, it was like Bad Batch, right? We were like kind of headed towards the end of the Bad Batch, last few episodes. Yeah. Uh, Seems like a while ago now. (laughs) I know. That was, this was, when did we record? It had to have been like in August sometime. Yeah. Early, early August maybe. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's been uh, an interesting last uh, couple episodes of the show, uh, which kind of, came on the cusp of an announcement that season two is going to be coming uh in the future yeah that kind of took me by surprise that they would announce that uh before the end of the first season um with a lot of these disney plus shows live action ones um seems like they get like the one and done season type thing uh you know aside from mandalorian obviously but um, yeah, and then that just leaves more room for development and growth of these characters and stuff. But um, I don't know. It kind of felt like it took a little bit of, away from the finale. I'm thinking it might have been a once in one season and done. And then, you know, maybe, OK, there's more story to come here. Yeah. Kind of playing head games when you're watching the, the finale. But I don't know. What did you think about that? Yeah. So, you know, I agree. Um, I think when they announced season two before the end of season one, it kind of minimize the stakes a little bit because you kind of know that okay probably most if not all of these characters are going to be okay and there's they're going to go on to more adventures next season but because they did that they uh i think they took some of that suspense away they took some of the surprise away and it was still a, i think a really strong ending for considering all that happened in the bad batch but it could have certainly been a lot stronger had they uh, had they not made that little announcement <laughs> when they did it yeah, and like I think the the rumors in, in the community and stuff, and a lot of people expected that some of them might bite the dust, you know, might not make it out. Um, and so, yeah, knowing that they're coming back, you know, that there's they have a lot more to, to live for, more story to tell. And like you said, the, the stakes just aren't as high. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but on the whole, what did you think of the way this first season ended? Um, it was a little... Like, I don't know, it didn't resolve in a way that I thought would was satisfactory to me. Um, it just kind of it could just kind of ended, you know, like another adventure ending. I thought the the episode before the season finale was actually the more exciting one uh, when the facilities on Camino were being destroyed and them getting through the tunnels and stuff. 
And the, the second episode of the finale, just kind of an extension of that. Not a whole lot happened that they got out of there. You know, um, we got to see what, what the Empire was up to. Um, and it just, I don't know, it just... It just kind of happened, you know. It wasn't that exciting, in my opinion. <laughs> it um, it wasn't bad. I mean, I I liked the the return to Camino. I mean, for me, that made mm-hmm. sense. I, I'm a little bit conflicted on what happened to Camino and Tipoca City because, you know, we we first saw this in Attack of the Clones, of course. You know, eons ago at this point, and um. You know, I feel a little bit of a connection to it. You know, I was I was growing up still when Attack of the Clones was in mm-hmm. theaters, and uh, I really liked the film back then. I mean, right now I wouldn't rank it very highly, but back then I enjoyed <laughs> it. Um, and um, yeah, so to just see it kind of obliterated and just mm-hmm. it kind of hurt a little bit in a way. I didn't expect that it might, um, but it kind of made sense too, I guess, in terms of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of conflicted. I, it was a little hurtful to see it just go sinking into the ocean like the Titanic. Well, one thing I think that I'm grateful for um, is this this new era of animation um, just making us feel a lot for the prequels, which we maybe didn't feel at the time or even when Force Awakens came out. Um, you know, between the last season of uh, Clone Wars and now this and stuff like that, you know, you realize how important that stuff was, you know, and, and I guess we're sort of riding this nostalgic wave for the prequels that's that's coming back around. And, and like you said, how that made you feel, that's that's one good uh, takeaway from it, I guess, you know, to, to show the importance and how much something like that meant from, you know, from episode two. Maybe isn't everyone's favorite film, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, interesting. I mean, it kind of ended interestingly, too. I mean, I was kind of hopeful towards the end there that uh, Crosshair was going to rejoin his mm-hmm. comrades and, you know, become one of the Bad Batch, you know, members again. But that wasn't meant to be. They gave him the option. They kind of saved his life, right? Omega saved his mm-hmm. life and he was he was going to die. And um, but no, he didn't. He didn't rejoin them. He kind of kept on his own and went and did his own thing. And yeah, presumably we'll see him back in season two, but um, maybe he'll be more conflicted now. Maybe not. We'll we'll see what he gets up to. Yeah, the reveal of him not having the inhibitor chip as long as we had thought. Um, I was thinking watching it that there would be some sort of flip once he would see what the Empire had done to him, uh, how expendable he is to them, mm. that he would rejoin his brothers, that he would find his new sense of purpose with them. And he really didn't. And I get that because that's going to give us, a, you know, the second season and we still have our sort of our villain or the guy that we're rooting to turn back. But yeah, I don't know. The way it's again, when you go looking at something, how would I want it to happen? And it doesn't happen the way that it happens. It necessarily doesn't mean that it's bad. It yeah. just, you know, didn't meet my expectation. And I'm not going to say that it's bad or anything because of that. Totally. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, I did think it was interesting, like, the whole bit with uh, Omega kind of re- being revealed that she's actually older than Clone Force 99. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. see that one coming. No, I guess, yeah, it was really ambiguous as to when she was made. I guess uh, in my head, I had thought earlier on that she was the next step. I think I said that on one of the recordings that maybe she was the next batch of, of clones or something. But it turns out that she's older, that she's actually, I guess... Uh, sister of Boba Fett, a daughter of Jango Fett. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I thought that was really cool, you know, that, that reveal, knowing that what is her connection to the Bad Batch and that, that she's been there since the beginning. She's watched them grow up and, and leave her and then come back. And, um, yeah, I, I really liked that part. Um, I still want to see in the second season more from Omega with her development, um, you know, the where she's going with, like, her her training and her weapon and, and to find out even more about what makes her special from beyond what we learned from this season. Um, but I, I can't credit anyone where I have seen this online. I've seen that it, it really, really was a good first season when you compare it to the first season of Clone Wars, first season of Rebels, um, you know, but it, it's hard to, to come on the heels of uh, the last season of, of Clone Wars and kind of yeah. expect, you know, we're, we're going to maintain this level of storytelling, you know, because we're with a new group and we got to learn everything new about them, you know, even though they were in Clone Wars, but yeah, again, a lot of the hopes and everything that I want to see, I can just kind of push now into season two and hopefully um, they do more with it. Yeah, totally. We'll see where it goes. I mean, I, I hope that season two isn't, I mean, I don't want to say filler, but a lot of season one was kind of filler. You know, a lot of it kind of mm-hmm. went into kind of unnecessary territory, like, mm-hmm the syndulas and like all that i mean it was cool but it was like not really necessary for their story yeah one uh, i those were my favorite episodes and then after i saw them and i reflected on them i was just kind of like is that the best for this show that my favorite episodes are just pulling a character from rebels mm-hmm. that i'm like i'm so excited to see whoa what did she do before rebels you know and then it was, it was just a side mission and she didn't really have anything to do with Omega or the Bad Batch. It's just right. a, a cool little thing that happened and it could have been a pass away line, a throwaway line, you know, it didn't really need two episodes, but like I said, it was my favorite and then it makes me wish that they could do more to develop these characters that make me feel the same way about them as I do about Hera. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Look. I mean, I, I did like it, too. I like, I liked Singer, but then I was like, well, you know, the Bad Batch, like, on one of those episodes, didn't come in until, like, the very end of the episode, and it was kind of like, okay, is this the Bad Batch, or is this, like, something different? Like, <laughs> it just, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, did you notice, and maybe I, I saw it wrong, but I felt like on Camino when they were rushing through, there was a, there were a bunch of, like, little, like, vats of, like, little clone babies in them. Yeah, I think I, I think I did see that. And it's been many weeks since I've seen it. You know, we were discussing earlier how I've only really watched an episode once, but I think I did see that in um it was when uh Omega was leading them around, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really interesting one. I I kinda had to do a double take. I was like, wait, what? Is that what I think it is? Is that a bunch of little like unborn like clone babies just in like little tanks and they're all gonna die right now? <laughs> yeah, that, so. was, that was that was kind of crazy. Didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Bad Batch. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Season two. Uh, do we know yet when season two is, is coming? I don't believe so. I haven't seen anything and I haven't gone searching to read any articles about it. But um, yeah, if, if anyone else has information that I don't yet know, you know, hit me up. Send me send me the, the link to the article. I'll be happy to read it. Yeah, yeah. Send it to both of us and we'll take a look at it. Yeah. Um, I'm not in a hurry. I mean, I'd rather they take <laughs> their time, uh, you know, not just because it's the bad batch, but I'd rather they take their time and, you know, do something that's, you know, going to be good rather than rush it and get it out, you know, next year. So, mm-hmm. 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. Uh, I believe, uh, what do we have next to talk about here tonight? Um, did you get a chance to see the last episode of Disney Gallery about the final episode of season two of Mandalorian? I did. How good was that? It was really good. Um, I have not gone back to watch that final episode since, I, I mean, I saw it a bunch of times when it first came out. And as soon as I put that episode on and they got into the, the nitty gritty, I started having all those same feels as if I was watching the episode again for the first time. And um, you know, a lot of the uh, technical sides of things um, was really interesting to see how they pulled it off, how they used um, another actor, um, the, the technical things that they did. Um, I don't know. What did you think? I thought it was really cool. Uh, the day that it came out, I was I was I was there that evening after work. I was watching it and I thought it was really good. Uh, it was really interesting to me how they, you know, it, it was all focused around Luke Skywalker and his return into you know this cinematic uh universe and you know seeing mark hamill there explaining it you know obviously we know he wasn't very happy with the way things went for him in mm -hmm. in the sequel trilogy and um so i mean this is kind of more return to form i guess like for his mm -hmm. character uh you know what we're used to from the old days um i liked seeing him i liked hearing what he had to say it, I don't think that they ever got really deep with this episode. I, I think they were just kind of explaining the facts as they were. Yeah. Um, they didn't really like go into like, they didn't really try to go too deep into his character. It was more mm -hmm. of an acknowledgement. Like this is Luke. This is the outfit that, or at least, you know, this is kind of approximates yeah. his look from Return of the Jedi. And, uh, you know, he's got his lightsaber, you know, this and that. He's the one to take Grogu because he's the only one that would be okay with that happening with. Um, they didn't really get too much into his psych or into anything like that. It was just kind of expressing like, you know, this is Luke. This is the approach we took. And uh, it was a big secret. <laughs> yeah, I believe uh, what you're saying there, the director even said as much um, that it wasn't about Luke, you know, and I enjoyed seeing more about the, the technical part and like the the acting part and about how um, Mark was able to, to coach the other actor there about the mannerisms and the movements of, of Luke Skywalker and stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, and then the criticisms and stuff that we heard afterwards about how it didn't look as good as a deep fake or something like that. Once I heard them explain about, you know, where they were in this technology and stuff, and I guess this was probably 2018, 2019, I'm guessing, um, which is just really fascinating to see the, the three options that they had and what they did to, to go about it was really, you know, like a, technological feat of Marvel once they sat down and explained what they did. Yeah, just the technological aspect of it. Uh, it's a lot for me to wrap my head around not having that sort of a background, but, you know, see, actually like seeing what it, they call it the egg, right? Where he goes and it sits mm -hmm. in there and it like scans his face and all that. And, um, you know, of course, they're still using the volume for these episodes. So just combining those pieces of technology and, um, bringing it all together like that de-aging Luke um, based on how he appeared in the original trilogy I thought was pretty neat too like they all the images they showed of him from A New Hope and Empire mm -hmm. Strikes Back Return of the Jedi and just trying to like get as close to that original original Luke as as possible while also superimposing that image on mm -hmm. on uh, the double that they had for the show yeah um, I guess the way I understood it it was the the double uh, acted with the other actors and then they shot Mark and then they painted him over his face to 
make it look as if he was 35 years younger, which was, I thought, yeah. amazing. I guess they had, you know, three different takes of it and stuff. And then the ultra high, uh, I believe they said it was 8K images that they were taking of his face in the, in the egg that you described there. Um, and the most fascinating thing to me was, you know, usually I like to pick up on a lot of those effects things, and I had no clue that uh, his voice was totally synthetic. That was amazing that they had um, archival well. audio, you know, from from the overdubs from the original films. And I believe they said they also had uh, an audio book on tape from the era that Mark Hamill had read. And um, it just like that's just uncanny that they could just make a voice, a computer voice, speak and act in the mannerisms of Mark Hamill circa 1983. Yeah, yeah that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. Like, I, I didn't expect that at all. I thought it was Mark Hamill's voice mm -hmm. and that maybe they had just used like a modulator on mm -hmm. it to kind of, you know, de-age it or something. But, yeah, you know, it was clear it was it was synthetic. And that's that's interesting because I can't think of another example where that's been done, at least that I'm aware of. Um so yeah, that's just the way they, they did this, the whole technological aspect of it was it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, and it's amazing that they kept it a secret because everything else leaked. We do about all the other characters. Um and along those lines, how would you have felt if it would have been a Plocoon showing up at the end? Yeah, that was interesting. Um <laughs> That was interesting, and I get why they did it, you know, as they explained, as Dave Filoni and, you know, was explaining that, you know, it, it had to be, they couldn't let that secret get out, you know, they knew certain things were going to get out, like Ahsoka, and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and they did get out, right, and Timor, Timor Morrison coming back as Boba Fett, but that's the one thing they didn't want to get out, so, uh, yeah, they went to pretty great lengths, right, Plo Koon was, in, oh, was yeah. mentioned, they created, like, an actual mask, they created, like, concept art of Plo Koon, <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, that was interesting. I was, I was, I thought it was kind of funny too. Um, but yeah, like just the lengths they went, went through to try and keep that a secret was, mm -hmm. was interesting. I'm glad they did because, you know, that's the one thing and probably the, the best thing that they actually got to keep the secret from, because I'll never forget, um, watching it the first time around. And, uh, like Filoni had said in the, in the interview, the, the disbelief that like, oh, there's, you know, red five and oh, there's the, the cloak and there's the green lightsaber. And then you're just wondering, like, who's it going to be? Is it Luke? And then just wondering if it was going to be recast someone, Sebastian Stan or someone else. And, and then seeing Mark Hamill's face, it was just incredible. Yeah, that is a really good episode. And, you know, this is the one that a lot of us are waiting for, especially given the end of the last episode for the first part of the first like first what seven episodes of the season mm -hmm. there was no luke skywalker in it for obvious reasons so i know a lot of us wanted to see this and hear it explained and it was cool to see that it was cool to see um you know mark hamill back in in person playing luke skywalker in a very similar outfit to what we all remember him with uh all black and um yeah it looked like he was having a good time uh, obviously everybody was excited to see him and just interaction, his interactions uh, with Grogu and, you know, having R2-D2 on the set and, and all that was, was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad that we got to see that. And I didn't even know that he was he was actually there on set, like in the costume and all that. Yeah. So that was like that was like bonus, like really cool. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed. I enjoyed the first season of Gallery um, immensely and I was ready after the week after Mando to, to pop that on to see that it was only one episode. I was very disappointed. And I, I just assumed, oh, okay, they didn't get to finish making this because of COVID or whatever, 
was going on. Um, so yeah, that was a nice surprise a couple months ago when they announced that this was yeah. going to be coming out. And you know, shorter second season to this, it still it managed to hit all the beats and very enjoyable for me. Totally, really cool. Let's hope they do something similar for the Book of Boba Fett and anything else, any other Star Wars, all the other million Star Wars series they're working on. Yeah, I hope so. It's kind of come becoming like an after show or something, you know. Other big time television shows on TV have after shows and stuff, and I look forward to this at the end of every season. Absolutely. All right. So next, I want to talk about uh, you know a couple of rumors that have recently surfaced uh, via StarWarsNewsNet.com, which you know they've been hitting a lot of the marks lately uh, for Star Wars news and rumors, and I thought these were pretty interesting ones. Uh, so the first one is about the book of Boba Fett and. You know, we're all eagerly awaiting awaiting this show. It's going to be coming in, in three months' time. And uh, I'm really excited for it. And, you know, I'm sure you are too. And, uh, mm-hmm, you know, more yeah. Star Wars live action set in the era of the Mandalorian. Um, it's going to be great. I'm really stoked. And, um, yeah, so this rumor basically says that um, Boba's going to have a new look in uh, the book of Boba Fett. I don't know if it's going to be the entire series. Uh, or for just some aspects of it, he's going to have a new look. Uh, as far as what this says, and, you know, this is just rumor, and the, ar- the article goes as far as to mention that, you know, take it with a grain of sand or salt. It is a rumor uh, that Boba is going to be uh, in revenge mode. He's going to be going after anybody who wronged him in the past. Yeah. Um, he already did that with Bib Fortuna. We still don't know what happened between them. I have this speculation that uh, Bib Fortuna sabotaged his jetpack, and uh, maybe that's why he was pissed off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of feel that's like maybe we'll, one, yeah. maybe we'll see the sail barge events from Boba's point of view. I think that'd be pretty cool. That would be cool, yeah. Anytime we can get something old mixed with something new, that's just you know wonderful. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with his armor. Um, you know, he obviously at the end of uh, Mandalorian season two, he repainted it. It's the rearmored mm-hmm. look now, right? So it looks cleaner. Uh, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot cleaner than it than it's ever looked before. You know, it's really sharp. Everything looks vibrant, mm-hmm. really nicely painted. So uh, the article, as far as what it says, is that it's just an updated look, um, but that it is going to be a little bit distinct from what we saw in the post credit scene of. Um, Mando season two. Um, so it also mentions that it's possible that this is being done to help differentiate between uh, the way that man that Boba appears uh, in the various aspects of Star Wars history because it sounds like there's going to be flashbacks to uh, earlier in the timeline, and mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense for him to be more in like an Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi sort of look, and then to contrast with you know his look now, which. It sounds like he's going to have something else, though, in addition to what we saw him with, with the black outfit, right? He's going to have something a little oh, different. Yeah. So, No, this so, yeah. is smart. This is real smart. Um, you know, Star Wars is so vast, and everybody watches it, whether, you know, most people are not hardcore fans like we are. And, uh, you know, um, a lot of times people are confused. You know, is Darth Vader going to show up in The Force Awakens? Where, where's Darth Vader? Where's Yoda? You know, and they don't know what's going on. So if they can visually get people to understand that this is boba here and this is boba then you know that's smart yeah for sure yeah for sure and this article does say that uh the rumor i guess indicates that it's a much better paint job than what we saw at the end Mm -hmm. of uh 
at the end of the Mandalorian. So I thought that looked pretty good, but I'm not sure what what more he improved on it. But I guess we'll see uh, when the time comes. You know, if what that's going to look like, and then we'll determine how many more action figures we yeah. have to buy of Boba in his redone outfit. I still need the Mandalorian one for the Mandalorian shelf, and then we'll build our Book of Boba Fett shelf and maybe some something else. <laughs> something else, yeah. They're going to keep them coming for sure. Boba Fett always sells. He always mm-hmm. sells. Um, so just thinking about Boba like in revenge mode, as this uh, the rumor says, I mean, it, it says that he's going to go after other bounty hunters. Uh, who else did, did Boba wrong? I kind of remember a pretty prominent character doing something to him in Return of the Jedi. Uh, are, you t- are you speaking of Han Solo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what do we got there? Maybe, um, you know, call back to Solo, bringing those actors back? That Maybe. would be amazing. Maybe, de- maybe de-aging Harrison Ford or something. Yeah. Doing either something- or. You know, they're both well-established now in the in the canon. So yeah. either or. But, yeah. Yeah. Lots of possibilities here. And I kind of like <laughs> this idea of it just being a revenge show. You know, no like uh mythology you know i mean i Mm -hmm. I don't know but it's we don't know for sure right this rumor but like yeah if it's not mythology if it's not like getting into the force if it's not getting into you know a a backstory like we were starting to get in mando uh you know his childhood and all that just like sheer boba fett going out there and kicking ass and this is on brand for his character and stuff and and you know what's coming through my mind as i'm kind of seeing this article for you know pretty recently kind of brings to mind almost like a like a kill bill vibe or something like that this is going to be shot out of out of order like tarantino style and there's going to be a list and people to get revenge on you know obviously not as violent as kill bill but along that that premise that would be really cool to see boba fett and that type of story that's a good point that's a good point i would like that i would like to see that just you know mix it out something different Mm um yeah and then we'll see how um how um (laughs) <laughs> my mind um what's her name oh Shannon, fennec shand yes is that here yes and then we'll see how <laughs> fennec shand plays into all this you know see what her role is um because she seems pretty dedicated to boba at this point so i assume that she'll just be there for whatever he he has mm-hmm. in mind yeah definitely you know um like to go into these shows knowing as little as possible but from this tiny little snippet we got here in this article, this is sounding wonderful so far. Yeah, for sure. I'm really stoked. I'm really stoked. This is going to be the uh, the winter of Boba Fett, I assume. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm all here for it. Let, let's get it. Let's get it sooner rather than later. We need that trailer. It's, I mean, three months away. That yeah. trailer's got to be dropping really soon here, I think. So Hopefully. You know, I was pretty bummed knowing that we weren't going to get uh, Mandalorian around Christmas time. It's kind of our thing in the fall and, and yeah. Christmas here now. So. Yeah. Hey, give me some Boba Fett. Drop that in. And, you know he's Mandalorian too. <laughs> so this yeah. is yeah, this is just gonna be awesome. I I love this time of year since Disney's taken over. You know you get the the movies at, around Christmas, and now we're getting the shows. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bring it on. Absolutely, and this is coming later than Mando has, right? Because I think Mando yeah. started like in October, the yeah. first year, the second year like in November, mm-hmm. or something like. Maybe maybe I have it all backwards. Flip flop, but yeah, you got it right. Yeah, yeah, it was the other way around. Um. But yes, and this is December, so I think um, most, a lot of people will be on holiday break maybe when this comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that'll be cool. Something really to look forward to. And so the next one also from Star Wars News Net comes a uh, rumor about Darth Vader. 
And uh, according to what the article says, uh, this is based off of some promo art that had been uh, seen, some concept art, promo art, some concept art Mm -hmm. that had been seen uh, around the production of the Kenobi series. Um, so they commissioned an artist to recreate the artwork that was that was witnessed uh, on around the production. And uh, did you get a chance to take a look at that picture? Yeah, I'm seeing it now here. Um, that looks pretty cool. Exactly what you'd expect to see uh, Hayden as Vader, you know, without the the, the mask or the costume on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, this looks great. If we're gonna get something like this, diving this deep into possibly Anakin, Darth Vader, as well as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And this is the, this is the one for me. This is the the show that I'm most excited for. Um, so disappointed when it was revealed that we weren't getting a movie, but like we've discussed in the past, this is going to be even better. This is going to be like a, a six hour movie. Yeah. So yeah, man, this is exciting stuff here. It is. I'm, I'm most <laughs> excited for this one too. There's so much, possibility and you know with this show i mean for for the longest time i think we all assumed obi-wan just stayed on tatooine and he was just babysitting luke from afar wasn't really getting into their Mm -hmm. business too much was kind of minding his own maybe he was going around tatooine and learning the planet learning the cantina and learning like you know the the cities and stuff but uh yeah it sounds like there's going to be some interesting stuff going on in the series uh, just from what we've been able to piece together, and mm-hmm. I think just the idea of having Hayden back is 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 a big thing. Ewan and Hayden, like you can't really have one without the other at this point. Um, so, will we get more than just this sort of look of you know Vader, kind of in a back to tank like we saw in Rogue One, hooked up to different tubes and stuff, or will we actually see him in a, a deeper capacity? I think mm-hmm. is 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 the big question at this point. Yeah, I I don't know. And I have not read fully through this article, but man, I'm just, again, my excitement for this series. Like, this is the one. This is the one. This has got something for everyone, whether you grew up a, a prequels fan, you have these prequel actors back reprising their role, sort of in a, a time period that's real close to the original trilogy, you know? Um, and it's something new that's coming from Disney, and it's a streaming television uh show now so yeah this is this one's got it all this has a lot to live up to and i think if it goes the way these other projects have gone i think almost every type of conceivable star wars fan is going to be in love with this project yeah i think so i think so and like you're you're saying it's going to hit us a little bit in nostalgia too having these two actors Mm -hmm. back in these roles i mean like we were saying earlier you know we were kind of like you know we were still growing up when these prequels were 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 coming Mm -hmm. out and and um you know, so I have a lot of nostalgia for them. I, there might be like, you know, I, I talk sometimes about the films. How you know, I love Revenge of the Sith. The other two, you know, I I enjoy them as Star Wars films, but I wouldn't put them anywhere near the top of my list. But mm-hmm. um, I, you know, despite that, you know, I still have an insane level of nostalgia for all of them, all three of them, because you know everything, the, the whole. Like, if you weren't alive in 1999 to experience what Star Wars was like coming back, it wasn't, I don't even think, like, The Force Awakens touched it. Like, Mm -mm. it didn't. Like, just, like, the sheer, like, pop culture moment that occurred in 1999 when Star Wars came back and when the stores were flooded with merchandise. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just an insane time to, to be a Star Wars fan, to be alive and experience that. So, 
uh, you know, there's a lot of that that I remember, and you know, a lot yeah. of that memory is a lot of the nostalgia, and you know, the Midnight Madness toy releases, and going to see the movies over and over and over, and and all yeah. that. You know, it, it's still deeply ingrained right here. So, you know, for me, this is this is a really special thing having these two actors back on board, and I'm stoked to see it. Yeah, I think what you're touching on is kind of you know why we are fans of all the properties that we're we're fans of. It's not just about the film or the show. It's everything that surrounds it, um, you know, like you said, the, the merchandising, the, the toys, the the posters, just the, the conversations, you know, when, when there's a buzz going for episode one and Star Wars is coming back and it's everywhere on television, it's on soda cans, um, you know, and like you said, the, the, there weren't the best movies. I, I rank them pretty low in my Star Wars movies, but there's just a specialness around that time, you know, you and I are a similar age and... Like I, I couldn't drive. I had to have my parents drop me off to see episode one. I drove yeah. my sister. I finally had my license to drive to see episode two and episode nice. three. I went to see it with uh, the my girlfriend who eventually became my wife. You know, so a lot changes when we, we were growing up in that original time period. And there's a lot of wonderful memories along with the films. And, you know, they're not bad films, but just everything together, the whole package is, you know, why we're fans, I think. Yeah, no, I. I... Couldn't have said it better myself. That is totally why we are fans. It's not. It's not only the level of the mm-hmm. film, you know, however, whatever you, however you rank it, whatever you think of the quality of the film. It's just the whole totality of of Star Wars and pop culture in those moments and growing up and having access to the collectibles and talking, engaging to people online. Because I think that was like around mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones time where I did start going online, and going to message boards like the Force.net and like talking to people and stuff. So good stuff yeah i'm mildly excited for uh, bad batch season two coming back up um hope they can do some more with uh you know some sort of big bad villain and again just give us more of these characters deeper 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 with these characters and just beyond excited for anything they have uh live action coming you know even if it's uh, cassian and or I think they're really doing it right. They're hitting their stride here on Disney Plus and especially seeing that gallery series, um, seeing uh, John and Dave and how they, they work together. And as a team, it's not, you know, one dominating the other. I think mm-hmm. we got some good storytelling coming and some good storytellers and the, and the right people, right producers around to, to give us what will probably make most Star Wars fans very happy. I agree. I'm, I'm all here for it. Let's let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get the start, <laughs> new Star Wars shows. In time, in time. Just a few more months. Keep telling myself that just a few more months, just a few yep. more months, and uh, then it's gonna, then it's gonna get real. Next year, it's gonna be, it's gonna be real. I think we're gonna be thrown back in our seats with uh, Boba Fett coming. You know, we had hoped a little bit more for Bad Batch, and it wasn't bad by any means, but it, it just barely scratched that itch. I think that that you and I have for the Star Wars content. So exactly, yeah. Let's just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling, cause uh, twenty two Star Wars, uh, twenty twenty two Star Wars is gonna be lit. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Well, Dave, as always, it's been a blast. Thank you for coming on and uh, chatting Star Wars, uh, television, Disney Plus series, um, etc. Uh, where yeah. can our listeners and viewers go to find you online? Um, everywhere on uh, Jurassic Dave ninety three, whether it's uh, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Just uh, you know, look me up send me a message or something i'll be more than happy to talk to anybody about most anything nice all right even uh eggo waffles sure i'd like them yeah <laughs> chocolate chip <laughs> this was a random thing i could think of <laughs> um nice okay well we'll put all those links in the show notes as always thank you dave have a great night and may the force be with you thank you <laughs>